Here at The Woven Story, we are passionate about gathering women together from different life experiences and journeys that we can all grow from, learn from, and as women, connect to one another. Let us be inspired as well as inspire. This is The Woven Story. Hello, friends. We are so excited for our guest today. She is an incredible woman. Her name is Alisa Galios, and she is a woman that does it all. She is a mom of three with a baby girl on her way. She is an author, a motivational speaker, and a health coach. She married Nick 11 years ago, and six years into their marriage, she lost him to cancer. Alisa has endured the hardest season of her life and began the journey of refining joy through severe pain and confusion. We hope you guys enjoy today. We are talking about part two, where she wraps up her story and talks about her marriage to Jay and getting pregnant and finding joy in the midst of seemingly hopeless situations. Okay, so after Nick passed away, what was your journey of grieving like? Everybody grieves so differently. Did you go through different stages? I did. Um, so grief is so funny. And I, I talked a little bit about it, you know, I, in the book, obviously I talked about my grief, but um, it's it's something you carry with you always, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't feel like I've even, I'm not not grieving now. I'll yeah. always grieve Nick. I'll always miss him. Wow. Um, that's I think like we you don't learn, depart from it. It's yeah, always with you. We learn yeah. how to move forward with grief. Sure. I don't think anyone truly moves on from true grief. I don't think they do. Um, but what were some of the things that you did right after? Right like, away. You... Yeah. Oh, there are so many, so many interesting things because the brain um, plays weird tricks on you too. Like yeah. there are so many things where, you know, Nick had gotten um, sick and then it it was 15 months from his second diagnosis until he passed mm. away. And during those 15 months, he went from, you know, 195 pounds to 70 pounds. Wow. So, but it was a slow, right? Sure. 15 months is a slow time. So what's so insane is I would look at pictures of him when he was healthy and I, my brain was like, who, who is that? Like I would look at our wedding picture. I couldn't actually place Mm. who my husband was because I'd come to know him as skin and bones. Right. So, um, it was a really interesting time where for at least immediate grief was very strange to me because I felt like I was living in another world in another planet. I didn't know what way was up. Like it was, it was crazy. And I was so blessed that my dad moved in, um, actually the day that Nick passed away in the morning at Mm. like 3am and, uh, my dad, came that mm. afternoon and offered to stay that night. And then I kept asking him to stay yeah. and stay and stay. Eventually he moved in. Yeah. Um, because did I that give you like, like a stability to like just do activities of daily life as oh, far as I wouldn't have eaten if my dad and, wasn't there. Yeah. No question. And because I didn't know, I didn't know you're supposed to eat. <laughs> I didn't know, like yeah. everything left. So, um, well, and they say a lot of times too, with grief like this, you have to relearn everything. Mm hmm. Yeah. And you relearn, like, okay, yeah. like like you say, you forget how to eat and oh, yeah. how to sleep and how to do all the I things. I forgot everything. Yeah. It, w- it was honestly, wow. like... How long were you with your dad before um, you... So he he stayed at the house for 10 months. Okay. Um, and then that was when I ended up selling the house. You sold the house. I sold okay. the house. <laughs> and what, did, what happened most there? most grief counselors will tell you is the worst <laughs> Don't make any ever. big decisions. Yes, they always say don't grief. make don't make. So you decisions. sold your house and what did, where'd you move? 
Florida, you oh, know, not far. Okay. <laughs> Seattle to it's Florida. Like diagonal on the map. Okay. Yeah. As far as way as possible, pretty much. Pretty much. In like a totally yeah. different climate, mm-hmm. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Everything was yeah. different. Okay. Yep. And you moved with your daughter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So you're in Florida. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. We make crazy decisions yeah. when we're grieving. Um, but you know what? What's so crazy, I always like to say one of the most comforting things that I know is that God worked out my plan and he took into account my stupidity, mm, like prior. So good. He already knew the things that I was going to do that were <laughs> that were a little nutty, right? Yeah. But it honestly, he worked it all together for good. Yeah. So and people handle grief so differently. They do. Well, and for me, it, it honestly was this feeling. So Nick and I's house was thirty two hundred square feet, so it was pretty large yeah. for me and a baby. Yeah. Um, we had planned on having five or more kids and we had planned on living there. We wanted to remodel it and then live there forever. forever. Yeah. Um, and so every time I walked, it was, it was just like, it was smack me in the face. Every mm. single time I walked around every single corner, it was like our dream for every single room. And then me not being able to picture, I'm like, I, yeah. I don't, I'm not going to stay here and have this huge yeah. sitting room for myself. <laughs> like, totally. This is crazy. Yeah. Um, so it was in part that, and then, um, just really looking for somewhere that I felt like I could heal. Um, and I think that, you know, the beach called my name. And then I found out that there was this place in, in Florida called Pensacola that's really, really cheap to live on the beach. So um, I was I was working for myself at the time wow. as a contractor. And I just basically decided I was, I was wow. going to go. Did you find healing when you were in Florida? I did. Florida? I did. Yeah. Um, and it was, but it, I first, part first sun, I had part to live. No, I... First, I had to live yeah. the darkest, the darkest times of my life there, um, and then the most redeeming times wow. as well. But um, so you were there. How long were you there? For like, I was there for almost a year. For almost a year. Yeah, just under. and then you got kind of clarity or healing yeah. in that process, yeah. and then you moved. and you have to read the book for that. Yeah, part. we gotta it's, we gotta read the book guys for that. It's such a good part. Um, and then it's you the best thing. decide to move back. The biggest shift yeah. to Seattle. You said. Yep. Okay. Yep. Move back to Seattle. How was um, that for you, moving back? It was so, so much different than I thought it was going to be. Because the first time, I, I really feel like I sort of ran away, right? Yeah. I ran away from... Which is valid and yeah, real. Yeah, from all of and, it. Yeah, absolutely. Because Nick was everywhere. He yeah. was... He was everywhere. And in Florida, it felt a little, like you said, everything was different. There were palm, there were different trees, yeah. different weather. It smells different. It, it smells sounds different. different. Everything was different. The food's different. So <laughs> when I came back, I was nervous that I w- that it was going to hit me again. But honestly, I came back and I mm. felt so much peace. And I loved seeing him and everything. Suddenly, wow. I, I was so excited. And even still, all, all the time, I feel like he's, yeah. and I mean, he's with me everywhere. But yeah. here, I see him everywhere. And it, but it brings me joy. Brings instead you joy. Of Wow. Fear. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So you're back in Seattle, single mm-hmm. mom. Yeah. Single mm-hmm. widowed mom, mm-hmm. uh, raising your daughter. And what happened? Like, what yeah. did you end up doing? And you said you were working, you were yeah. able to work from home. Yep. And then what did you think your life was going to be like at that point? Like, yeah. did you, were you, did you feel like you were going to do different things? Or? I had a new plan. A new plan. I always have a plan. <laughs> so I had a new plan. I love that about you. I was going to be a kick butt single mom. Like I honestly, that was my, I was like, I am going to be single so no, probably forever. No plans to no, meet anyone else. No, no way. Okay. okay. I had, I had met someone in Florida and that was not, it was not a good, <laughs> not a good move. So I, uh, I had decided firmly we're not, I'm not going to be dating um, yeah. unless I had a very, very 
long list of high expectations. Okay. Um, and if, if that was, you know, whatever, but, yes. but though uh, dating was as far as it might go just so that I could have adult conversation. Yeah. Um, like casual dating, casual dating, <laughs> not serious, anything. Um, uh. but yeah, so I, I was working. So you didn't see yourself remarrying. I didn't see it was myself not remarrying. Yeah. Um, and I was, I was honestly in love with my life. Yeah. At this point, I, again, I had found hope. I had found joy. I had found peace. I felt confident in myself. My wow. only, my only thing that I was still dealing with was my autoimmune disease because okay. it had come back in come back. you know full force after Nick passed away, and I kind of stopped living that life of like I'm taking care of everyone. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it started being bad again, where the steroids were sort of helping, but I was having to take again so many, I was literally taking like 16 ibuprofen a day. Wow. It's gross looking back, but, but I had to, to function. And as a single mom, you're, you're doing anything you can do to to function. function. Absolutely. That's all I, I just needed to keep my baby alive. And that took a lot when you're only one one parent. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you meet your current husband, Jay? Tell us the story. That's such a story. <laughs> it's such a, um, I get this question so often and half the time I just want to say read the book because it's so long. Yeah. Um, but I'll, but to try to sum it up. In like 30 seconds. You can oh do gosh. it. In 30 seconds. Okay. Time me. Um, so I met Jay the same, uh, let's see, in the same month that I met Nick when okay. I was 19. Okay. Um, I met him because Nick was his business partner. Okay. They ran a business together. They were okay. club promoters in Seattle. Okay. I almost did not go on a date with Nick because he was a club promoter and I had never stepped foot in a club in my life because that was not me. <laughs> and so um, I awesome. did go on a date with Nick, obviously, yeah. and um, and realized very quickly that he was the straightest, quote unquote, club promoter. Like he could barely call himself that because he just stood outside the club. Yeah. He never yeah. even stepped foot in the club. He didn't drink. He didn't yeah. dance with girls. He didn't do anything crazy. Yeah. And then there was this buddy of his, Jay, who I met at the same time, who I think had two girls on his arm that, that I met him and was probably drunk. And was he drunk. like the complete opposite? <laughs> he was the complete opposite. And I detested him, to be okay. honest. And he knows this. It's yeah. okay. I love yeah. you, baby. Yeah. Um, but no, he... But at, at the time... At the time, it was, when he I was wasn't 19, your favorite person. he was not my favorite person. Um, and uh, it's funny because looking back... Nick would go to bat for him every time. I would try to say, you know, at 19, we know everything. Sure. So I would say things like, why are you friends with him? Yeah. Like, why would you be friends with a guy like that? And he would say, Nick, or he would say, <laughs> God has a plan for Jay. Like, wow. God has a huge plan for Jay. And I don't know what it is, but he's like working on him. Yeah. And I would be like, yeah, right. <laughs> no. Like, hmm. not someone like Jay. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's so crazy. When I moved back, wow. um, I hadn't seen him since, which he actually reminded me of this later. I didn't realize that he even came to Nick's service. Like, it makes sense that he did because he was his sure, friend. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but I blacked out most of Nick's wow. service. I remember very small bits, and there were over 900 people there. I only which I'm sure is very, very normal. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but he reminded me later that I, had, I apparently had seen him at, at that uh, at Nick's celebration of life. But um, prior to that, I hadn't seen him in years and years, like wow. over five years. Do you guys end up like just connecting, like seeing each other? So it was a random, I know this is not 30 seconds. See, I can't no, it's do okay. it. I can't do it. It's okay. This so, is an important part of the story. I know. So um, when I moved back, I had decided I was going to start going to a new church. The church I had been going to when I moved to Florida um, changed their entire 
standing, like what they believed in when yeah. I was gone. So when I moved home, I knew I needed to find a new church. Um, and I basically, I had gone with a couple friends to their churches and yeah. I decided I, that's how I wanted to do it. I didn't want to go and be the single mom at church with my baby. I just wanted to like tag along with my friends. Yeah. Um, and one day I basically, I opened Facebook and, um, it right good on, old social media, Oh, good old social media, right <laughs> on the top of Connecting my everyone together. computer, there was this, this testimony about, um, someone, and I yeah. didn't read the name. I just started reading the post because there was a picture of a church service. So that's what caught my eye. And there, it, there was a post, and it was saying four years ago I accepted Christ in my life. My life has completely changed, like yeah. talking about past. And for, and I'm like, what? who is this? And I scroll up, and it's it's Jay, Nick's old buddy from the club. And I was like, <laughs> what? Who? What? Weird. How? So did you, um, like, message him, or what did you but do? But I did. I messaged did? him, and wow. I, I was, that was just bold. like, I, that's just me. That was I'm bold. So, it's, yeah. It's so me. Because that's how I was finding people to go to church with. Was yeah. normally, I mean, a lot of the times yeah. it was acquaintances on social media. Yeah. So I messaged him and I just said, hey, what church are you going to? Like, I, I'd i love to maybe tag along. I don't know if that's weird or what. And he basically messaged me back and he was like, um, it'd be great. Like, if you wanted to come, that sounds good. And he was very like, and still to this day, he's the kind of guy who will invite like anyone to anything. He's very yeah. like open and whatever um but yeah we ended up going to coffee before we were going to go to because I you know yeah before you're going to go he wanted to see Austin he was like it'd be great to see Nick's daughter and see how she's doing she was almost three at the time um and we met for coffee and right away I thought he could be my friend and that's it but even that was the (laughs) biggest that was the biggest shift because before that again I had thought you didn't. You, he wasn't your favorite person. He was not my favorite person. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I was like, he could be a really yeah, good friend. Like a he's good friend. a good guy. This yeah. is a good guy. And Nick yeah. was right. Nick. Nick always told me yeah. Jay is so loyal. He's yeah. so generous. He's so kind. I'm sure he's going to find a good gal to marry at some point. I'm sure you're thinking that. <laughs> I. I don't. I don't even know. I don't even think I was thinking. I just wasn't even. I was just like he'd be a good friend. But not for you. Like at that point, you're probably yeah. thinking oh. not for me. Like I'm I, sure. no guy was for me. Yeah. I didn't have. There was never going to no be a guy. guy. For you. No guy for me. <laughs> So how long, when did you guys decide to like date? Obviously you dated because you're married now. Um, So you guys obviously (laughs) like went through, (laughs) through this period of like friendship and dating. Yeah. How was that for you as you walked along that? Was it hard for you like saying goodbye, like almost to Nick or did you feel like, you know, having this loss and then obviously having almost like a, I mean, third chance, I guess, Mm -hmm. in a sense of like, Mm -hmm. am I going to do this again. I'm sure mm-hmm. there was a lot that there was, was going on in your that. mind yeah. of like, do I want to do this again? Yeah. How's this going to work out? Yeah. How are relationships going to be now? Yeah. Like, yeah. And I, I tried to cover some of that in the book because yeah. it is such a huge thing trying to find love after loss. And I think it can apply in some situations yeah. I've heard even after, after divorce and things yeah. like that. I'm sure people can relate to, to that of like, how do you, yeah, yeah. like how do you start over when you didn't get the fairy tale? ending yeah. last time. Yeah. Um, and it's so interesting because I think, um, you know, for me, it was really, again, accepting, like you, you said, you know, how did you say goodbye to Nick? I, I honestly don't feel like I had to. Yeah. Um, which I think is beautiful, which is so great. And I think a lot of people feel like they would they have, have to, to say goodbye. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I really yeah. don't think we're meant to. Yeah. Um, and I think, but it, it was so interesting for me because I really had to work through that. I mean, sure. I went to grief counseling. I talked yes. myself off of so many ledges. And I, I even put in the book, there was a time where I was telling myself I was going to have to break up with Jay because I couldn't 
I couldn't fathom being mm. with another person. It just yeah. didn't make sense in my mind for yeah. a time. So do you I have any advice for widowed women? Yeah. And um, for like them considering opening themselves back up to love? Yeah. Um, it's so worth it. It's so it's worth so it. It's so worth it. So and good. it's so... It's okay. crazy how scary it is, though. Like yeah. PTSD is a real, it's like real. it's a Absolutely. real thing. And when you're you're widowed, I think that that's something that mm. we all go through. And even to this day, it's like we'll say stuff about, or like Jay will say stuff about us being old and and gray together on the porch. And my brain automatically says, "If we get there," yeah. And in a way, that's just realistic, right? Yeah. But um, it's kind of it's so wow. amazing getting to live with. Um, with someone that shares your life with you, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And if you can find someone who is willing to accept the grieving parts of you and the fact that you'll always love your late spouse and that you'll always care Mm -hmm. for them because it's not like a breakup. Nobody said, I don't like you anymore. We still loved each other to to crazy amounts. And then then we lost each other, um, at least in here, Mm -hmm. you know? So um, I think that, being able to open yourself up though and, and realizing that it's actually it could be just as good as before but mm-hmm. it will be different it will be different because you are a different person yeah and that loss loving someone and losing them changes mm-hmm. who you are sure so you're going to be a completely different person and you have to kind of accept that too but the relationship can look completely different but also be yeah. just as good wow that's really beautiful wow so what is your what does your current life look like now oh my gosh I actually pinch myself like on a daily basis. <laughs> I also, because of, you know, real life, I'm yeah. like, okay, when's the next shoe going to drop? Like what's <laughs> happening? Cause it's, it's, you know, yeah. it's been really good. And it's. Cause your story is so remarkable. And mm-hmm. I know that, I know that the listeners, I know women are able to relate to mm-hmm. so many parts of your story mm-hmm. and all the different things that you walk through. Mm-hmm. And what is it, what does it look like on the other side? Yeah. Like you're, you're married now yeah. to your amazing husband Jay yeah and do you still like I'm assuming with your daughter you still mm-hmm. talk about oh yeah Nick yeah. all the time yeah. I would imagine yeah how how is that like what is what does it look like I mean honestly it looks like depth, depth. that's like the only the wow. thing that always comes to mind is is depth and vibrancy mm-hmm. like the the colors are still brighter everything is more clear because I think I have um such a clear picture of of really what this is not to say that I know everything by any means because I don't and I never will. Um, but I have such a better understanding of priorities and I feel like I'm actually living my life, Mm. um, for the first time in my life, right. The last three or four years I'm living my life by my priorities instead of allowing, you know, my work to shape my daily daily life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, so yeah, it's been amazing, but we've still had hard times, you know, Jay and I, um, actually had our own miscarriage as well. So we've, wow. we've miscarried a child and then, um, so you've had two miscarriages. I've had two miscarriages. Wow. Yeah. So, so my first with Nick and then my first with Jay. Wow. Um, and you know, so we've had to walk through hard stuff too and hard seasons and it's not all, you know, social media is so interesting. Yes, it is. I have people that follow me there and they're like, it's, it's magical. And I'm like, it is. But also, I mean, I still yeah. have kids that cry and throw yeah. their poop and you know, <laughs> throw their do poop. all those things. <laughs> Did you have toddlers that do that? I don't know what the obsession is. It's very weird. Yes, but, it is. On the walls. Yeah. In the crib. Right? Yes. yes. It's always you during walk nap in time. And you're like, like, what did you do? Oh, like, this doesn't make you sense. You can know as soon as you open the door I the know. smell. <laughs> Gosh. 
so glad you could really. Yeah. That would have been really awkward. And the duct tape like, no, comes out around the diaper. Yeah. Yes. Like, yes. do not take this and off. And the backwards yes. zip up things. You yeah. cut off the feet. Anyway, it's a whole thing. So, like, I mean, we're still living a real yeah. life. Like, we're, we're not in some fantasy land. But um, because we're living to these priorities and we've adopted so much of it, it's, it's so amazing. Again, because I feel like Jay was made for the mm. second version of me. Right. Wow. Like it would not have That's made so sense. Either of us yeah. for on either side wouldn't have made sense for each other back when we met when we were 19. There's absolutely no way. Yeah. No way. But now it's like we are in alignment so well. And he's so because I mean, he went through the grief of losing one of his best friends. Sure. And then I went through the grief of losing my absolute best friend. Yeah. And now we live our lives by our like our priorities and it's, it literally goes God and then each other and then our kids wow. and then our work, which so is also good. very fulfilling. Yeah. And, but, and that's, that's how we live our lives. And that's how you base it on making decisions. That's too. how we make every decision. Wow. Every single decision. That's amazing. Um, so most of the time, and we're not perfect at it. Sometimes sure. we slip up and get caught up in excitement and other things, but yeah. most of the time we're I think we all do. on point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it helps when you have those clear, I'm really passionate about that. Like people having very clear priorities because yeah. we say that we have these priorities, but then if you look at your calendar, like, are you actually yeah. devoting that time to the things Well, that I love you what said. you said to kind of wrap it all around too. I love what you said about goals. Yeah. Like a lot of people have goals, but they don't have their, they don't have priorities. Yeah. Right? And those are very two different things. Yeah. And I think a lot of times they can kind of co, like people kind of coexist them, mm-hmm. but their goals don't align with their priorities. Right. And they might yeah. say that our priorities are family yeah. or spending time together or health mm-hmm. or fitness. Mm-hmm. But then when you look at their goals, their goals are, I want a bigger house. Right. I want a different car. Yeah. I need a dog, like right. whatever their goals are, mm-hmm. but they don't line up to their priorities. Right. And so yeah. I think the biggest, one of the biggest things to take from a little bit of what you're saying is yeah. the fact that our priorities need to come first. They need to come first. Yeah. And you and have that to look at the to, process yeah. too, right? Cause it, it's almost like the priorities are in the process on the way to the goal, mm-hmm. right? You have to fall in love with who you are on the way to your goal. Yeah. You can't say, I'm going to love myself when I get yeah. that promotion, when I get married. Or when, when I lose 20 pounds. When I lose 20 pounds. Yeah. But can you love yourself right now and yeah. on the way? Because you're already that person that you're mm-hmm. going to be when you reach that goal. Yeah. So can you love yourself now along the way and enjoy the journey? Because mm-hmm. I think finding joy in that journey, then you're not living this life where you're constantly unhappy because you're trying to just level up, level up, level up. Yeah. But understanding that like where we are now is is good too. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So one last question. Yeah. How would you define success? I, <laughs> this is going to go right back to priorities. No, I, I honestly define success as living a life where you feel fully content mm-hmm. and fully um, aware of your potential Mm. and living into that potential, right? Mm. I feel like so so many of us hold back um, because we're scared of judgment. We're scared of failure. We're very scared of failure, I think, as human beings. Um, And we're not living into that potential, even though we know that it's there. We Mm. know that we're supposed to, um, you know, be working towards these goals or doing these things, but we're scared to lean into them because we're scared of failing or we're scared of success. But again, if you make it about the process instead of the end goal, then it doesn't like it's all, it all works together. It doesn't matter. And you're being present. Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, Elisa, I just want to tell you, thank you so much for joining us today here on The Woven Story. Um, I hope that you guys um, listen to the story and feel so empowered, feel so encouraged um, to hear about her living with loss and finding joy in the midst of all that she's gone through. I just appreciate that you willingness to share your story and to be open and um, be brave. I mean, you are so brave. And thank you so much for sharing your story. So thank Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. This is great. Well, that's it for this episode. Thanks for being a part of The Woven Story. Just remember that your story has the power to inspire, empower, and change lives. We would love to connect with you, so be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Woven Story. Visit our website at thewovenstory.com where you can hear more stories just like this, and you can submit your own. We will catch you next time on our next episode.